Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sardellas Podcast Good mama and dada Gracias, Ariela. Familia, we are about to hear the beginning of an amazing love story. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So imagine yourself being a 34-year-old woman raised in India, and you moved here to the U.S. at the age of 16. You went to college. You have an amazing professional life, job, etc. And your parents have been trying to set you up and arrange a marriage for the last 10 years. Wow. Because that's part of your culture. Mm-hmm. But every dude you meet, you're like, nah, not really. <laughs> este compa como que no. Until recently, after 10 years of doing this, you got introduced to a man by the name of Kunal. Wow. But your family tells you you only have 30 days to decide if you want to continue <laughs> to date or eliminate this guy. <laughs> this is a real life story of one of our listeners out of NYC. Solution, and we're gonna dive into her love story coming up next. No te lo pierdas. We'd like to thank God for giving us another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is Shaboy Edgar. This is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola. And this is our awesome friend, Solution James. Hola. Hi. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your story. So Solution used to listen to the Shaboy show when I was in New York City. And we've kind of kept in touch via social media and so on and so forth. And I don't know, maybe just a few days ago, right, Solution? We were DMing about something else, I think the podcast or whatnot. And you're like, oh my gosh, Shaboy, I have such great news for you and <laughs> then you told me a little bit about your love story and i was like can we tell this story to our <laughs> podcast listeners because this is amazing your testimony is great so thank you <laughs> for being on with us solution yeah thank you for being you know even thank you for just interacting and engaging with everybody i, I feel like i already know you for so long and thank you for you know ha having me and giving me this opportunity so excited solution what does your name mean Oh, beautiful eyes. Oh, que bonito. That's beautiful. I think I'm going to have to call Janet <laughs> that Solution. Now. I am now called Janet. Solution. Yeah. <laughs> Just ojos, kidding. Ojos tapatios. Solution, so before we dive into this new man that's been presented to you in India, Kunal, even though you live here in NYC, can you give us a little bit of context on your culture, what it's like to be a woman born in India so we can better understand and grasp where you're at in life right now there's obviously many religions but i think the cultural um co commonality is that they all have this arranged marriage system and it's been going on for generations and generations so it's not 
something that's not heard of or it's not common. But a lot of the times, like back in the day, they used to just meet each other on the day of the wedding. So they wouldn't even know who they are getting married to. And some people say that that's the best marriage that they've had and they get they live together for 60, 70 years and grow old and all of that. But now I think there's a mix of everything. Like the culture is obviously picking up a lot of like American culture also. So there is a lot of living relationships and love marriages, etc. So it's it's evolving, but I feel like arranged marriage is still a huge thing in India and the Indian community that lives in America. So Luchin, what would happen if you decided to not have an arranged marriage in your culture? So my parents had obviously given up on me after 10 years of trying and me <laughs> saying no. Sorry, we left. So the <laughs> they gave up on me. That's crazy. Uh-huh. So the end of it was that they... They were going to just allow me to do like to find somebody on my own. That's what they were asking. And since I I am such a big part of church, they they were like, just find somebody in church, you know, somebody that you like, somebody that you you can be with and do it that way. All I think all they wanted was for me to be with somebody. <laughs> just get married already. <laughs> Give us grandbabies. So are your parents here in the States or are they still in India? Oh yeah, I'm living with them right now. I after I left Brooklyn last year, I moved back in with them temporarily and I'm still here. So they're yeah. very well downstairs right now. <laughs> so no wonder they're like, please just marry anybody. That's play. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just joking around. So where do you guys live now? Uh Evanal, New Jersey. Oh, okay, nice. Ah, uh, good times. Okay, Suchin. So you're sixteen, you're in the States. You're two years in high school, then go on to college. You're a clinical social worker now as a profession. Congrats. Thank you so much for what you do. What was that experience like for you, knowing that you were going to have an arranged marriage? What is it like dating at 16, 17, 18? Are you going to college and so on and so forth? (laughs) I wasn't allowed to date. (laughs) Got it. So very similar to Latino culture. That's the way it's going to be for my daughters, by the way. I didn't date until I think after I turned 18, I, I had my first boyfriend like for two months. And then obviously we broke up, but my parents found out a year later and then they grounded me because <laughs> I dated a year ago. <laughs> so retroactive um, grounding. <laughs> and then like college, they obviously wanted me to become a doctor or an engineer or something in accounting. And I started off with like pre-med. I tried, but I couldn't do it. So I ended up taking psychology classes and I graduated with a psychology degree. And they had no idea that I was doing that until the day of graduation. They were like, she's going to school. That's fine. (laughs) When you graduated is when they found out what your degree was. Yeah. My mom called me after reading the little, you know, the booklet. And the the program book and they <laughs> my mom's like, you're not under biology. Where where is your name? And I asked her to turn the page and I was like one of the top students because I was in like all these honor societies and stuff, but in psychology, not in biology. <laughs> you're like it ends in ology. <laughs> and then the solution was grounded for four years <laughs> retroactively. <laughs> oh my gosh. Solution, so you are definitely have been special in your family in in regards to tradition and and kind of paving your own path. And how has your family been in regards to you and your faith? How did you find your faith in God and Jesus? 
we are Christians. So I was born in a Christian family. I, I don't know anything else other than other than Jesus. But I do feel that maybe like my teenage life or the past decade, I was not so close to God as I am now. I definitely had a moment of like walking away, not walking away from faith and, and abandoning faith, but putting faith on the back burner, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think I was just trying to take control of my own life and make my own decisions. And then I think in 2016, like everything turned around and I, I started to experience God at a different level. And since then, it's just been incredible. So Lucian, so what made you get closer to God? I was in in a very toxic, not a good relationship for me. And I found out certain things that were not pleasant. And I think like that hit was so hard that I couldn't find peace anywhere except like going to church and and just being in the presence of God like I just needed to be in the presence of Jesus and learn to accept his love all over again Mm. and had to open myself up to his possibilities and not mine thank thank you for sharing that Suchin how would you encourage somebody that's listening to us right now that is in a toxic relationship but for whatever the reason they haven't found the courage to be able to leave that relationship because it's not good for them, but they're still in it. What would you say to them since you found a way to get out of it? I think like it is very hard to see yourself in a bad relationship when you're in it. So when other people tell you that you are in a bad relationship or this is not for you, I think that's when we have to start listening to the other people, you know, whether they be friends or loved ones or whoever it is. And I think like I really ignored that part of being, you know, aware of my surroundings. Eventually, you just have to understand that God does not want bad things to happen to you. So and that's when when I realized that that's when I had to walk away from it. In a way, if you find yourself rationalizing your partner's bad behavior all the time, that should be a big red flag mm-hmm. Yeah, that you're in a toxic relationship. Because if you're always having to explain his or her's bad behavior and why they're treating yeah. you so badly and making up excuses for them to your friends and family, no, 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 but he's yelling because he loves mm. me. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, yeah. right? Like, that's when you should know. Mm. That's a good one. <sighs> Thank you so much, Solichen, for for sharing that context. So diving into your new stage in life and you meeting this new man after 10 years of your family trying to arrange this marriage for you and meeting different men. (laughs) Please take us first before you talk about Kunal, take us through the process. What is that process like? Like who reaches out to you? Like basically your family is a dating app and they're like, yeah, swipe right, swipe left on dudes. Like how does that explain that to us? How is it that you meet somebody? How do they bring them to the table? So it's usually just word of mouth and there's always somebody who has somebody. So it's like a nephew of a friend or like, like a distant relative. And so it's usually just word of mouth and who is in your circle and who talks to whom and you know how is everything connected a lot of these things do start after christmas because christmas is when everybody gets to, this year it didn't happen but usually it's like everybody gets together at these churches which are like I, i'm from the gujarati community so there's like a church that is um that's like in philadelphia and People go there and it's like the whole community is there. So they all see who is, you know, single and who is 
kind of like sitting alone and there's a boy over there who's sitting alone and they try to like find people who are connected to the person and then they find like contact and that's how it all starts so like legit matchmakers like in person it is oh oh my gosh that's so fascinating like that person's alone they should not be alone and then that person in the corner she's alone so So if you ain't trying to find anybody you're like always around people like no i'm good i'm always with my cousins like i try not to be by myself and how do they try to match you up do your families in any way shape or form need to match up like be from any type of status socioeconomically or religion or likes or dislikes yeah like how do you match that up so for us it's pretty simple they just need to be christian from the community like the gujarati christian community the main common denominator has to be being a christian and from the region that your family is from originally in india Mm -hmm. is that just to have the same customs yeah i think so Got it. Okay, that's so interesting because it's very specific. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, now people do get married to different, like my mom is from the South and my dad is from Gujarat. So, but my mom grew up in Gujarat. So, and they were neighbors and then they ended up getting married. So it's uh-huh. like they, they, even though they were from different regions, they were still in the same vicinity physically. Got it. Um and they kind of prefer that. I think it's just a custom and I, the language and it's easier to deal with stuff. Got it. All right, Solution. So now tell us in the last 10 years, as your family's been matchmaking and <laughs> introducing lonely dudes to you that they find <laughs> that guy's alone. Solution. Go, let's go talk to him. What haven't you liked in these guys? And why are you so excited about this new man that's been introduced to you by the name of Kunal? Let us oh know my coming up <laughs> next. Solution. So what are the things that you didn't like in the previous men that you've been introduced to? So I think that one of the biggest thing is that my dad raised me very independent. So compared to like other cousins of mine, I had a lot of freedom growing up. Are you the only girl in the family? No, I am not. I have two other cousins that are girls. No, like like siblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's only me and my brother. Oh, got it. Okay. But usually like the Indian men have this tendency of you know, controlling sometimes, not always, but sometimes they they are controlling in the sense that you can't do this, you can't wear that, you shouldn't talk like this and all of all of those things. And then for me in particular, my thinking process is very different than the usual, you know, the general way of thinking from like, I don't know, the people that I'm connected to. It just never matched. There was one person that did not like to cook or clean and that was a big problem for me because I felt like I would be the housemaid and I had to like work and raise the kids I was like not happening for that (laughs) one (laughs) I felt like a lot of people that I talked to they didn't have the passion in life that I have and like that I needed to have like my for my partner to have yeah your values and your expectations didn't align and how much time do you get to decide if you like this person or not and for that to decide <laughs> this was the first time when my uncle said 30 days i've never heard that before 
But usually I've only talked to a guy for a week and I'm like, I can't do this, you know? Um, and that sometimes it's only through emails. And even in the email, you can tell that they are not willing to compromise or they're not willing to even hear your story. So I was like, well, if you're not willing to invest in this relationship or like getting to know me, then how can I invest any further? So I would just stop talking to them. That makes sense. (laughs) And that's awesome because I think that's a misconception Mm -hmm. potentially about Indian culture that obviously depending on the region and religion, et cetera, but you're not forced to marry marry. somebody. Like in your Mm -hmm. case, you've said no and your family's respected that. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, here we are now, 10 years later, since this process began. (laughs) Tell us about Kunal. (laughs) Look at her. Oh, Oh, okay. Your beautiful eyes just got wider. (laughs) (laughs) We started talking on like January 13th and our first conversation was very awkward. Um, we talked about politics, which was a bad topic to choose, but it just ended <laughs> up there. And we, I got really upset with him. And I was like, I can't talk about this. I have to go now. And I, I hung up because I was at work, actually. So the thing was that I kept thinking about the conversation that we had. And for some reason, it was like we weren't arguing with each other. We were on the same side. We just had a different way of opinion, like of the way we spoke of our opinions. So it kind of like caught my attention. And also he started to like, he wasn't, he's not one of those people who's like overbearing. So he, even though the time difference and everything is, is huge, he's not like, where are you going? Why, when are you going? Who are you going with? What are you wearing? None of those questions come through. Like, it's just like, he gave me my space from the beginning. He, I started to wake up to his like text messages and he would ask me like meaningful questions, like, Mm. you know, deeper questions. And then I would respond and he'd ask me more questions after like follow-up questions. So he started to show interest in that way. And after I think four days of just texting back and forth, we ended up having a first FaceTime conversation that lasted for like eight hours. What? <laughs> he stayed up the whole night. I was like, do not expect this from me because I'm not going to stay up for you at all. So you're in Jersey and he's in India and y'all talk yeah. for eight hours and el FaceTime. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, that is amazing. That reminds me of like back in high school days, babe, when you used to just call that crush <laughs> late at like, night. No, you hang up. Hiding no, from your you... parents. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not supposed to be up. And then all of a sudden your parents find out they, they pick up the other phone line. You know, and they're like, Edgar, cuélgale, con quien fregado estás hablando? And then you're all embarrassed because your dad's yelling at you on the other line. Eight hours. Like, that was like full-time job. <laughs> yeah, we we I kept telling him as they go to sleep, you know, it's like in the middle of the night over there. And he was just like, no, I'm having fun talking. So let's just keep talking. And after a while, I just gave up. I was like, fine, if you want to stay up, I'll, you know, let's do this. And we just ended up talking for eight hours. Wow. And I think that was like the, the you know, obviously broke all the ice. And we talked about so many things. I think after that, we both started to feel like something was special over here. And it's just, yeah, it's been a whirlwind from then. So in the DM you sent me to give me the good news, you called him your fiance. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Wait, he proposed already? Yeah, he did it on FaceTime. He asked me if I would marry him. 
And so my parents, my dad's sister and her husband and I are going to India in less than two weeks. And our engagement is actually over there. The oh, formal ceremony. My gosh. So <laughs> that's amazing. Congratulations. Yes. This is, Thank this you. Is amazing. Oh, my God. So how long into you meeting him and having conversations with him did he propose to you? Like two weeks, maybe. <laughs> oh wait! By then, you already knew what he looked like, right? Like photos. Yeah, and like, yeah. You saw him. FaceTime I mean, so and... I had seen his picture in my dad's phone because when my dad got his information, it comes in a format. So it's oh. like this format of like a picture and what his education is, who Resume. his parents are. Yeah, something like that. But like a personal stuff, like a bio data. That's what it's called. So I had seen his picture, and when I saw his picture, I was like, "Oh, he's cute," you know, and. So that's how I started talking to him because he also has good education. And, you know, I was like, I always look for somebody who's intelligent. So yeah. those things like caught my attention off the bat. Nice. Oh, wow. So you're getting engaged officially in two weeks. Congrats. And then <laughs> what you. happens after that? So I hope to come back here and file for his fiance visa. So as soon as he can come here, we will have the wedding here in New Jersey. Is this like a 90 day fiance? Okay. <laughs> It sounds like it. Yeah, this the, one doesn't sound as crazy, though, babe. No, this sounds yeah. legit, but it's yeah. like <laughs> she said filing for visa. So the first thing that yeah. came to mind was that show. Sorry. So, Solution, he proposes to you. At what moment did you know in your heart, yes, I want to proceed? Like, what are some things that aligned with you guys? Any divine signs that you saw in the fact that this man could be your novio eterno, your eternal <laughs> boyfriend, your husband for life. Yeah. So going back to like this, I'll give you a little backstory how like God had kind of, you know, told me that a shift was coming on December 23rd. I had this moment with Jesus and I had a revelation and I was journaling about it. And I wrote about like a moment of complete surrender and allowing God to move. Mm. And that, you know, even if there's an interruption, I just have to respond to God where he calls me. And I wasn't thinking about a man interruption. I was thinking more about like a move interruption because that's what I've been waiting for right. was a move. And that whole thing happened. And I kept like praying about it because it was too big for me to forget. And on the 10th of January, I usually start fasting on the 11th of January for like the 21 day fast for the year. And on the 10th of January, I woke up and I was going downstairs and I hear God speak to me and he's like, just keep an open mind today. And I'm like, what am I keeping? You know, like it's just a normal Sunday. Nothing unusual is happening. And then as I'm holding Kunal's picture or like his stuff in my dad's phone in my hand, I'm praying. I'm like, God, what is this? Like, do you want me to go with this? And God's like, you might be surprised. Like, just go with it. That's how I started talking to him. I wouldn't have said yes to him if it wasn't like really God coming down and being like, I'm going to send you something. It's going to be a shift. You have to be prepared. I feel like that was like, that was a huge thing. And then I think two weeks into talking to each other, we were just going back and forth. Like we were also surprised of like how the connection is and the understanding. He always says that I compliment the parts where he's weaker and mm -hmm. I, he compliments me where I am weaker. So oh, it's like beautiful. Um, <laughs> that's what a true relationship so is about you know just encouraging and uplifting and you're better together than apart and it's also amazing mm -hmm. i like that that they couldn't get enough of each other 
Like, yeah. I feel like that's how it <laughs> felt with you. Like, that's how you know, because you can't li- live, you can live without the person, but you're better with that person and you want mm-hmm. more and you can't get enough. And, and it sounds like you're on the right path and I'm so excited for <laughs> you. And, you know, I was reading what you sent us over email or what you sent Edgar. And yeah. right when you got to the part of within two weeks, we knew it was like, oh my gosh, I got goosebumps. Like, I felt like that was divine. God, like just setting it all up. Like within two weeks yeah. of you and him talking, you knew that he was the one. And you shared mm-hmm. something with us that's very similar to what happened to Janet and I is that Janet and I both had this scripture that we both mm-hmm. kind of stood on. I remember since we that. we were just yeah. starting the date, <laughs> yeah. which is Jeremiah 29, 11. 29, 11, yeah. But the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. And that's something that yeah. Jen and I both had in our own apartments and that we believe in and we stand on our whole relationship is on that. You know, when we mm-hmm. go through difficult times. We believe that God has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And something similar happened between you and Kunal in regards to scripture. Yeah, it was. So it's Luke one thirty seven for us. He had received that scripture about three years ago, he said, and he, he could not let go of it. He has it on his phone. He has it everywhere posted. I never saw it until like one day in the morning, I woke up and I was like, wait a minute, this is the same scripture that God gave me to tell me that you were coming in my life. And we read, I read the journal entry with him because that's what I was journaling on, on December 23rd. So December 23rd in your journal, you wrote down Luke 137 from the Bible. Yes. Wow. And then later when you guys are talking about this, you're reading your journal entry and he says, I got that scripture three years ago. Yes. He told me earlier that day. That's why I was reading him the scripture journal. Yeah. And he's like, now I understand why you decided to talk to me. Because if it wasn't for this journal entry, you would not have talked to me. And Suchin, what does that mean to you? So in my version, it says that nothing is impossible with God. And I, I read the NLT version. So that's what it says. But it is kind of impossible because I never wanted to get married to somebody from India. I never wanted to go through this process of staying apart and, you know, bringing the the person over and starting life over. I just thought to myself that that was like a setback and I did not want that. So my parents, like it's, it's a, (laughs) they were shocked for a whole week. They, they, they couldn't process it. You know, like that's the foundation of our marriage. Like impossible is where Jesus started in this one. So now we're both excited to see where, what God does with this and, you know, where God takes us in the future. So I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) So you're getting engaged in three weeks in India and is mm-hmm. that like a pretty big celebration? It might turn out to be a pretty big celebration, but uh, again, like COVID and stuff, we don't yeah. know. We're going to send the YouTube link over here so that our family here can watch it as well. Can you send it over to us too? Sure. <laughs> I, I am mean, fascinated yeah, with your culture. <laughs> you have no idea. I love the Indian culture so much, but um, I've always wanted to wear a Siri dress. Is it Siri? Sorry. Sorry dress. Sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry dress. And I'm like, <gasps> oh, when you go to an Indian wedding, I'm going to virtually go to your wedding, just so you know. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but congratulations. That's so exciting. That was a low-key way of Janet asking <laughs> for you to invite her to your wedding, by the way. Oh, uh, you could come to Jersey, for sure. Oh that would be awesome. There you go, babe. So are you going to be moving to India, or is he coming to live with you? So, no, he's going to come here. He was here for the last six years, and he was here as a student. And... um 
in December he went back on like December 16th oh so my God. it we literally <laughs> just missed each other wow. you know but I think like God's timing is is like the impossible is like going to India so that was my understanding of like why he had to go to India for wow. us to talk you know Hmm. and because if it was here it wouldn't have been so shocking then my parents would have been like oh yeah he's over here but I think the shock is that he's in India right now and I I can't wait to get there you know absolutely hold him what's the first thing you're gonna do when you see him solution (laughs) be honest I think we've talked about so many possibilities but I think we're both gonna end up crying and just hugging each other for a long time I'm going to cry just thinking about that moment. Can somebody, like, video that moment? Yes. <laughs> we'll do a little recap of this. <laughs> yes. And if it's okay with you, Solution, we would love to catch up with you, you know, a month from now or so when once you've had your engagement and to see how things are going. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. And well, he can also be on the call if that's, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> that is I'll so exciting. In. All right. So before we wrap up, in three weeks, you're getting engaged in India. And then mm-hmm. at what point do you come back to the States and does he come back with you right away? Oh, no, I wish he did. But I come back on the 26th of March. Got it. And he will, I'll come back and start the paperwork with the lawyer and then he'll come whenever the paperwork is approved and God willing, it will be done pretty soon. Well, let's pray. You know, let's get the visa, the and, ninety day. Visa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the wedding would happen ideally by when? Um, tentatively by July eleventh <laughs> of this year, twenty twenty one. Tentatively, but it's very yeah. specific date. <laughs> so we're in the middle of February, and by the middle of July, you will be married potentially potentially my yeah. dad wants it in june but i'm like let's, let's do july like let's just do july so That's, we'll see oh my gosh okay, but babe. august is also a possibility who knows well why are you so surprised babe you proposed to me on january 7th and then we got married in april oh, yeah, oh wow right. <laughs> and i was not pregnant people were like oh he's the marasada. she's pregnant i'm like no we just want to be together asap remember <laughs> yeah because we weren't living together yeah. so we were waiting till marriage to live together Mm-hmm. And that's right. People yeah. are like, "De seguro está embarazada, Janet." And I was like, "Not for me." <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. But that's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Um, are you? What are you? Uh, what are you wearing? Are you already have your dress and everything for Janet. your wedding? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I did buy my wedding gown. Do you have a traditional um, white dress and then like a Indian dress, or is it? What is so it called? So the wedding is going to be like just a like a white gown yeah like an american white gown because that's what we do in india as well oh, okay people mostly people wear the white gown um but for the engagement his family is buying my outfit and my family is buying his outfit well Saluchan, thank you so much for sharing this beautiful love story we can't wait to get more of these updates in about a month or so and can you please repeat luke 137 again the the scripture that was really the beginning of this shift in your life. And, and we never know, right? When that shift that we all want, we wish it could be sooner than later, but it's always in God's perfect timing when he knows that we're going to be ready for it. That blessing that we've been asking for. Yeah. The scripture is for nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Luke one thirty seven. Thank you so much. So Chen. Thank you for having me. This was so good. We'll catch up soon. Yes, we will. <laughs> and then let us know when the wedding date 
gets locked in. Janet's already okay. looking at flights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just send us a Zoom I link. <laughs> yeah. <Or beyond. laughs> All right. Blessings. Safe travels. Thanks. And thanks again for hanging out with Los Otelos. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. God bless you. Thank you for being an example Thank of you. a good um, listener to God and to always have him first. The, what I'm getting out of this whole conversation is the moment that you allowed God to be the one that was speaking to you and you made him your, you know, your priority. That's when mm. things started lining up for you. Mm. So thank you for giving really, us that yeah. example. And thank you for following Jesus Christ. Thank Aww. you so much for being such good examples yourselves, too. I really look up to both of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We wish you the best. We we're just doing our best and thank you sharing our mess ups and ups and downs our blessings mm -hmm. and, yeah and that's you know doing this journey called life together with you guys so yeah. thank you so much for all the love and support thank you all right no problem. have a good one thank you. Bye. bye you too bye que linda all right family stay tuned we'll give you some more updates on solutions love story thanks for hanging out with us and remember you can connect with us on social media with the hashtag los otelos on the gram facebook wherever you're at also please subscribe to our podcast and leave comments and reviews especially on apple Podcasts. that helps us out tremendously los queremos mucho and remember don't allow anyone or anything to steal your joy or your peace make sure you love serve and celebrate each other animo bendiciones Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sotelos Podcast.